What is it, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about positioning that science clients. There are a couple of things in the market right now that I'm observing, and I am sure that if you are in the market, you know that this is true. So when it comes to positioning, the common mistakes that I see are, one, people feel like they are applying for a job. Yes, I know. I know that you want that client. You might not have that vast experience yet. You don't have that big portfolio. So you feel like at this moment, you are in the needy position. You are the one who needs a client. You are the one who wants to be paid right? I can see that many of us, especially when we are starting in the business, we feel like we are the one who needs that client. And while that's true, that is not very beneficial in how we speak to clients if we carry that over. What I see is that people feel like they're applying for a job and and you can see that in the way they speak about their service, the way they speak about themselves, in the way they create their offer, the way they have their package, right? So one mistake, you feel like you're the needy one. You feel like you're the one applying for the job. We'll change that in this session right here. So keep listening. The second thing is you're giving up power. Now, let me remind you, in a position of a client and a service provider, as a service provider, you are the expert. You are the one with the solution. The other person is the one with a problem, the one with the need. So I need you to understand that because the second mistake that I see a lot of people do is that they give up power. This is in connection with the first one, which is people feel like they're applying for a job. So if you are feeling like you've been handling this that way, it is time to change that. You're not applying for a job. You are not here as the needy one. The other person is the one who needs your service. So I just want to remind you that I want that to stick in your head. If there's something you're going to walk away from this life with, it is that. Okay. Second mistake is you're giving up power. What does that mean? When you get asked, how much is your service? You ask back, well, how much is your budget? No, big mistake. No, your service has a fixed price. Your service does not get affected by the budget of the client. You guys hear that? You want me to repeat that? Your budget, no, your price does not get affected by the budget of the client. If the client has a budget lower than the worth of your service, then what you believe you should be paid for, then that client is not meant for you. You get what I mean? We're, we're pouring in some, some emotions in here because this is really big. This is going to change your life. You get this right, Okay. I want to tell you right now that the second mistake is people give up their power. They put their power into the client's hands. Now, I know you might be the one who needs a client. You're the one who wants to be paid. But when a client asks you, how much is your service? Do not ask them back, how much is your budget? Because your service fee does not depend on the budget of the client. Your bills does not depend on what the client's budget is. Your bills are your bills. Your expenses are your expenses. What you've spent to earn that skills and expertise that you have does not change depending on the budget of the client. You get what I mean? So this is so, so important. The third mistake, because of this, because you feel like you're applying for a job, you're giving up your power. What is the result? People are negotiating for your prices. And this is why 
you will feel like you've given this price and they'd be like, oh, can you do it for a lower price? Why? Why is that happening? It is because they have felt that you are shaky. They have felt that they can get your service for a lower price. Even when they're the one who needs your service, you are now faltering because they feel that you need this deal. They'd be like, oh, I know that you need, in their minds, I know that you need this deal. So even if I pay lower, even if it's injustice, even if it's not fair, I know you're going to accept this. So they want, I mean, a partnership, a deal, you know, a transaction, working with a client does not have to be a competition, does not have to be a tug of war, a push and pull. It does not have to be like that. But what happens is that because many of us don't know better, we ask them how much their budget is. So then you give them the power to decide how much the price of your offer is. No, I know that you might be scared of losing the client or losing that interest because you might not have a lot of interest in your service right now. And that is another story. That is a problem of marketing. That is something that we can solve through marketing and getting more leads for your business. What I'm telling you right now is if you're getting people to negotiate your price, it is because you've given them the power to do so. Okay. Nothing happens if you don't allow it. People won't work with you with a negotiated price if you have not allowed that in the first place. So because of you've given your power, they have now the power to ask, okay, let's negotiate. Now, because of all these is the fourth thing. All of these come together and we experience ghosting. So ghosting to me is is such a a disrespect, right? Ghosting is not a bad thing for everyone. The, The intention is not bad. Sometimes people ghost us because one, they don't know how to say no. They don't know how to to refuse. And two, they're not sure of what their decision is. This is why people like opt to not respond instead. People opt to not get back to you instead with their decision because they have not decided or they don't know how to say no. Now, that is the thing. That is a big thing. You got to understand that from a service provider's perspective, but I don't want you to be doing that to other people. If you're not going to work with the person, then tell the person that you're not going to work. It's not the right time. It's a later thing for you. Just to be very clear, but I want you to understand that clients have this tendency, but this is established when the positioning is established at the very start that, hey, it is okay. You can say this when you do sales calls, discovery calls, when you're pitching on DMs, when you're pitching on email, wherever it is, when you're talking about services, you're going to be very open to the client that, hey, um, this is uh, the support that you're going to be getting. If this is not for you right now, just tell me that it is a later thing. Okay. So for us, the principle is we better receive the no or the rejection or the decline rather than be ghosted. In our business, there, and we know that there are a lot of people who could be ghosting us because they have not decided yet. But we give them the option to say, is this a now thing or a later thing for you? Because if it is a later thing, they can think with that message that, oh, okay, I can get back to her next time. And that's okay. Because it's okay to say no. It's not okay to ghost. And we do understand that. That's why in your communication, you have to be saying that, let me know if this is something that is a priority for you right now, or it is something for the future, right? If it's a later thing. So we don't keep following up if now is not the right time. So have you guys experienced this? People inquire for your service and suddenly they don't get back to you. I know you have experienced this and we avoid this, although not completely because there are really people who can't get back to you for one reason or another. But when we position ourselves right, there is a certain level of respect. And you're not just one of the many service providers that people get in touch to ask for the prices and then they abandon. When we position right, we position well in a way that we don't get negotiated or if we get negotiated, we know what to do and we don't get ghosted. We take the power back and we are not like the ones applying for a job. Now, these are the common mistakes. You feel like you're applying for a job, number one. Number two, you give up your power. You let the client decide, like, how much is your budget? This is a big no. It ends up them negotiating and it ends up with them ghosting us. So there's no level of 
respect. We lose that because there's no proper trust and connection. So we we want to try our best to avoid that. Now, what do we want to do instead? What do we want to do instead? Now, this is very important because this is where we put in the steps. I want you to learn the steps. What do we want to do instead? The right things. What we want to happen is number one, filter the clients, pre-qualify. You have to understand this, guys, more than your clients. You have to understand this first because if you don't understand this, your clients won't understand this as well. When you have to filter your clients, you have to qualify them. I want you to know right now and really know for yourself that you are not for everybody, meaning not everyone who gets into your inbox and sends you an inquiry is the best client for you. Sometimes people are going to be willing to pay for your service, but if you're not the right fit for them, then you don't accept that money because you know that you can't help them. You only help the people who you can really help. You only accept the money of people who you can help. You got to be sure of that. You got to know who you're serving and what you're serving them with. Or what is the pain you're helping alleviate? And what, it, what are the, the desires that you're helping them achieve? What are the goals that you're helping them achieve? You're not for everybody. Everybody is not for you. Sometimes you will get some inquiries and they're not qualified. We don't accept them, right? This is positioning. Sometimes there will be people who will be happy to pay you. But if you are not an expert of what they're looking for, sometimes we build that kind of trust, right? If people come to us, then you're not going to accept that money. That's why I'm going to give you an example. For me and the clients inside my program, we have a pre-qualification process wherein every time an inquiry comes to our inbox or there's an interest to our program, or even when we are doing the outreach and want to get a client, we ask them, hey, do you mind if I ask a few questions to make sure that I can help? This is the first step to our pre-qualification process. We want to get to know the people so we know if we can help them or not. One benefit, if we do this positioning right, I'm going to tell you in this session, the three steps to position yourself powerfully. This is going to be powerful. It's going to change the way you handle your business. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step-by-step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, help me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. What we want to happen is we want to be able to filter and qualify clients and only work with the best clients. That's number one. If we do this right, the second benefit is we will be able to stick to the price that we set, okay? So if you've set 1500 per month for your service, then that's it. If you've set $3,000 per month for your service, then that's it. People who will negotiate are not your ideal clients. Sometimes you do want to help them. We want to make it fair. And there are ways to serve people who are a fit, but their budget does not reach. We want to make sure that we're exhausting. The conversation is pretty clear of what they're getting. And if they're not able to pay this, then and you still want to serve them. Then your service is going to go down. You will strip your service off of other things to match their budget. You are not allowing things to be like your their budget is here and this is their capability to pay and your service is still here. So we want to stick to the price. This is you respecting your time, you respecting your expertise. If you do not respect and do that for yourself first, then how do you expect others to respect your time and expertise? Does that make sense? The third benefit of this is you get results. Why? You get more results. Because when you filter your clients, when you're working with dream clients, you know you can help. You know who could use the expertise and your, your mastery or genius. When you stick to the price, you're being paid well. You're being compensated right. You're in your right mindset. 
you position yourself in a way of being able to give them the best service. So this is the third benefit. You get more results because you're showing up better because you know that you're being paid the way you should be paid. The thing that you have set for yourself and not their budget. This is the third benefit. You get more results, not only for you, but for them. You get to perform better. And wouldn't that be amazing? Now, the fourth thing is with all of this coming together, you're going to love your business because you have more confidence in your business. You get more results for clients. You get paid according to what you want to be paid for. And that's what we want to happen. Now, here are the three things that you can do to position yourself powerfully right from the start. Three things that you can do right now to position yourself right from the start. Number one, understand the positioning. I have a couple of people who have had breakthroughs inside my program, Online Business Simplified, OBS, just with this little tweak, little but powerful, okay? Understand your position in a sales call, in a DM conversation, in a transaction or deal, in an offer. You are the judge. They are the auditionee. I refer to it as something that I've learned from business coach as well. Refer to it as an audition. You are the judge. You are Simon Cowell. You decide if this person who is the auditionee, who is your client, gets to work with you or not. You decide you have the golden ticket to Hollywood. How does that make sense? Right? They have the money. Yes, they do have the money, but they also have the problem. You are the one with the solution. And there are so many people out there who needs your solution. And you do not have to make fit something that is not a fit. You ask, you are the judge. You decide if this person gets to work with you or not. How do you do that? You are sure of what you have to offer. When a person comes, when there is an inquiry that comes, when there is a lead that comes, you do ask them, hey, may I ask you a few questions to make sure that I can help? You ask the questions, they answer, you pre-qualify. And at the end of it, you decide if you can help them or not. Even when they have the, the money for it, even if they're willing to pay for it, if you know for yourself that you're not the right person for this, you're not going to work for this. So one of the things that we do in our business, especially when we get on a sales call, is this. Listen, when a person gets a sales call with me or any of my clients or my learners inside OBS, here is our briefing. Hey, Karen, thanks for hopping in a call with me. Super happy. I want this to be the most valuable 30 minutes of your time. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be asking you a few questions. You're going to be giving me the answers. And based on that, we will decide if I'm going to be able to help. If I can help you with your goals, then we'll talk about how it looks like to work together. And if I cannot help you with your goals, then I will politely tell you that and point you to the right direction if I can. Do you get that? You're going to hit pause or like rewind to listen to that. This is a very, very, very powerful opening of a sales call. If that is resonating with you, I want you to leave a comment. What have you done there? One. You've positioned yourself that, hey, I want this to be the most valuable 30 minutes of your time. You've positioned yourself and we're not wasting time here. Second thing, you've said that I'm going to be asking you questions. You're going to be giving me answers. You are taking the lead right from the start. You understand this position. And with that, this is the most important part. You said that if I can help you, we'll talk about how it looks like to work together. And if I can't help you, I'll do my best to point you in the right direction. Does that make sense, you guys? I hope that is making sense because this has been a game changer in our businesses. So one, understand your position. We have three key points right here. One is understand your position. You are the one who will decide if this person gets to work with you or not. You're the one with a the solution. They're the ones with a problem. If their problem does not fit with the solution that you offer, there are so many other prospects out there who you can tap and who you can help. Let's get over that scarcity mindset. There are only a few people in every inquiry that comes to you you are trying to fit in, even if it's not a fit. Understand your position so that your clients can understand it too. Your prospects can understand it too. Second thing is take the lead. Just like what I said at the start of your call, that is how you say it. Here's what's going to happen. Like you're giving them an overview. 
I'm going to be asking you a few questions and then you just give me your answers so that I can take a look at the back end of your business. If we are a fit and I, I believe I can help you based on your answers, then I will talk about how it looks like to work together. If not, then I will politely tell you that and point you in the right direction if I can. You've given them that if we can help, here's what we do. If we cannot help, here's what we do. Does that make sense? That's number two. Take the lead. Number three, I don't know if anyone has, uh, has you know made you understand this, but number three is very important. And this will set you free. And this will put you in such a beautiful, genuine, authentic position. Number three is be ready for the client to walk away. Be ready for the client to walk away. Why is this energy important? Is this energy important? Because you can stick to your positioning as a person who helps, as a person who qualifies and who is genuinely looking at the possibility of working with this person. And you are honest that if you cannot help this person, you will tell him or her and not accept her money, even if he or she would want to pay you. Be ready for the client to walk away. You're a 50-50. You come into this conversation with a 50% chance of we might be a fit and we're going to work together and a 50% chance of we might not be a fit and we won't work together. The common mistake that I see is that people get into sales calls and they feel like they have to 100% close the client without even considering if they can help the client or not. So this is a perspective shift that I want you to have. Be ready for the client to walk away because if the client is not a fit, then you're going to have to let that person go, even if that person is interested in working with you. And this also relates to our abundance mindset that there are right people for you out there. The right people won't negotiate. The right people will respect your prices. The right people, they have problems that you can help them with. And so I think this is one of the the best things I want you to take away from this as well is be ready for the prospect to walk away. You are going to be setting yourself free. This is so important. Another thing is that instead of being a salesy person who only thinks about signing a client, instead of being that desperate, needy person who just cares what you care about all is just getting that client's money, instead of being that, you become that client's ally, right? You become that client's ally because you're literally telling the person, if I can help you, this is how it can work together. If I cannot help you, I'll point you in the right direction. Where does that put you? It puts you as an ally, of that person. And a person puts her guard down because she understands that, wow, here's a person with me, speaking with me, trying to help me with my business. And she's even going to tell me if I'm not the right fit. Like you become a friend. They put their guard down. They stop being defensive and they see you as a friend, as someone who's truly there to help them because you have set your mind into being someone who's ready for them to walk away. If it's not a fit, makes you a friend, makes you an ally, makes you unbiased. So you get rid of that needy vibe. You get rid of that desperate vibe. And what happens is it then becomes a very beautiful conversation of you being truly someone who wants to see if you can help them or not. And you're not that person who's just like, I hope, I hope I close this, right? You get rid of that person. So get rid of the needy, of the desperate vibe. Be an ally to your prospects and be open to the fact that this might not be a fit for me. And as much as I want to sign a client, as much as I'd love to, you know, start earning and get that money, I'm going to be an ally to this person. I'm going to help her figure it out. And if we are a right fit, I will work with her and I'll help her. That puts you in a very genuine energy. And that goes a long way. Guys, I cannot even tell you. So this only happens when you're ready for the client to walk away because you understand the value of this. This is, um, and, and at times when you have to say no, 
this might not give you like the quick win because you do not get that money, but this will put you in a winning position in the long run, in the long term. So I want you to remember that. So let's just do a quick recap. One, understand your position. You are the judge. You're not the auditionee. You're not applying for a job. Okay. You are the one with a solution and they are the ones with a problem. The second one is take the lead. I've given you a little part of the script, our opener inside OBS and, and, and what I use in my business right now that puts you in a very good position to take the lead. You're the one to ask questions. They're the ones to answer. This is going to be an amazing 30 minutes of your time together. And the third thing is be ready for the client to walk away. Get rid of the needy position, get rid of the desperate vibe and just be an ally so that the person puts their guard down and talks genuinely with you. All right. I super had fun in giving you this. I hope this helps you and changes your perspective in the way you're speaking with leads, with potential clients, taking on your sales call, taking in your offer. I hope that helps you be in a position of really genuine um, help towards people. And I promise you, this is going to change the way you handle your business, the way you show up and gets rid of a lot of imposter syndrome. In a very abundant world, you are never going to run out of prospects. There are millions and millions of people who are out there needing you. It's another conversation for us to put you in a position where you have a ton of leads and so you are not feeling like you're wasting people by saying no to them when they're not a fit. So that is going to be in another conversation, but I do hope that you enjoyed this session and I hope you tune back again. I have a lot of goods for you. Let's get you that premium client. There's no need to be icky in your strategies and the way you do this. There is a way to do things genuinely and abundantly. And that's what I'm here for. I will see you guys in the next session. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at make it happen that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T happen and send me a DM with the word O-B-S. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.